Before I start today's episode, I like to acknowledge my sponsors. Um, my one of my newest sponsors is the Fa- Fashion History Podcast, presented by the Black Fashion Closet, celebrating the contributions of Black people around the world to the luxury fashion. It's Black History, but make it fashion, and it's hosted by Tanique Russ. The second season of the Black Fashion the Black Fashion History Podcast launches on January thirtieth, um, and I hope you guys tune in. This is a great resource for learning the history of fashion. So make sure you guys tune into the Black Fashion Closet launching on January 30th. Another one of our sponsors is Adorn NYC Harlem. Um, it is a natural hair care and weave salon that does everything across the board with very stra- trained um, t- uh, hair technicians. So make sure you guys reach out to them as well. So. This episode is about working in the fashion industry, getting hired, getting fired, getting laid off, quitting, or all of the above. Now, what prompted this episode, and I'm going to let you guys in on my personal life, I actually was laid off last week. No, the week before that, I got laid off at work. And um, it was not as much of a shock as I thought it was going to be because It has been very slow at my job. I work for an import company and pretty much a lot of fashion companies, especially fast fashion and budget and better fashion is all imported in China and India. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Trump is pretty much at war with China. So there is like 10 to 20 percent tariff off of tariffs off of any goods that come out of China. This is very hard for a lot of fashion companies that work with China imports to actually import goods. So my, at my job, I have been very slow. I, I worked with like a lot of brands like Ross and Burlington and Walmart. So, you know, our price point is very cheap and we had to produce um, in China. So my position was eliminated and I was laid off. And that was the reason that they told me that I was being laid off was because of the tariffs and not having um, enough money to support the business. Um, And I, I'm not mad about it. I'm not sad about it. It is what it is. Um, Like I said, at my job, we were like super duper slow. Um, I hadn't got a raise and I was supposed to get a raise back in August. And a lot of us was just like sitting at our desk for a long time. And they're paying us like the $70,000 and $80,000 a year salaries to sit at a desk. So I get it. I get why it happened. Um, was still a little shocked because I, I definitely want to encourage full entrepreneurship and I definitely do have a business, but it was definitely a shock for me as far as money wise because I'm like, damn, I was expecting another check, you know? So on that end of it, I was just like, ooh, um, okay. And I had just went on my birthday trip. I had just took like three or four days of PTO. So I wasn't ready to give up the job, but you know, I feel like everything happens like for a reason. Um, and as I, you know, kind of thought about it and I let the shit process for a couple of days, I'm like, yo, I ain't never worked for a company more than a year. 
And a year is a stretch. A lot of times I only work for a company a year and a half because something always happens in the fashion industry. It's legit like the little tagline they say on Project Runway, one day you're in, one day you're out. And that shit is real. Like I have been at companies for maybe, I've been at a company for two months and then they were doing laid offs. I've been at a company for six months and then, you know, I maybe didn't like the environment and I got, and I fired or I quit. So I've been in New York a total of six years and I probably have worked for maybe 12 companies, which means that's damn near two companies a year since I've been here. So that just goes to show that they go in and out. Like when I say like, clockwork and that I would say I have equally quit been fired and been laid off like the equal amount of times I wouldn't say that one takes the cake over another one and when it comes to being fired and stuff like that uh I think that there has been situations where honestly my employer was intimidated by me or they felt like that I uh you know I have an entrepreneurial spirit and I'm always going to speak about my brand and what I do and what I like to do because it's who I am and I'm not afraid to discuss that and sometimes that could be super duper intimidating for certain people I had one company that ended up working for for a year that I originally interviewed for I want to say in October but she didn't give me the job she ended up circling back with me in like December and was like oh I really like to bring you on board da, da, da. my other person um, decided to leave so I'm like oh so I was your second option and may I ask why you didn't hire me to from the get-go and her response was so crazy to me her response was like well I kind of thought she was gonna kick my ass like you kind of come off real aggressive and I was just like hmm Okay, so now I'm the I'm the aggressive black girl. She's like, and you spoke about your brand, and you spoke about all the things you wanted to do. Yeah, I do. I have a lot of goals. I have long-term goals. I have short-term goals, and there is nothing wrong with that. So I was just like, but I applied to work for you, which means at this time, that is my goal, to secure a position and to work with your company and take your company to the next level. But she didn't see it like that. She sees it like she's a designer. Well, this girl want to be a designer too, so maybe she don't work for me. And that is a that's some of the dumbest shit I ever heard. I'm sorry, because it's more about like, if you work for someone else and you're a designer, it's more about learning. It's about collaboration. It's about being in that position to uh, seek mentorship from your um, employer or your manager or whatnot. So I know that that probably has happened to me in the past too, where I didn't get a position because of how I spoke about my my own personal goals but she was just the first person to actually be honest and to tell me the truth about why I did not get it so um I'm saying I'm saying all that to say to not be discouraged by those things if you don't get a position not to be you know down and out about it but that just mean it wasn't the right one for you and every position may be right for you at that time and then you get in it you understand the workload you understand the structure of the business and then you decide that you don't want to be in it anymore and that's okay so the whole I have to sit at this company and I gotta wait two years and I gotta have this on my resume for two years is all bullshit you really don't at the end of the day someplace where you spend 40 to 50, 60 hours a week should be a place that you enjoy, should be a place that you don't mind, that you 
actually are happy about getting up in the morning and going to this place. You shouldn't have to dread it just to see that, oh, I've had this on my resume for two years. Because it really doesn't matter because they could fire you whenever they want to. It wouldn't matter if you had been in the company for five to ten years. There are people who get laid off in the fashion industry that have put in 12 years at a company, 13, 14, 15 years. So just like you are not a priority to, to them, you cannot make these fashion companies your total priority, which brings me into my next point. Entrepreneurship is essential. And I say this especially for black designers, black stylists, people in who want to work in the fashion business because even in every company I've been in, it's been me by myself as the only black girl, or it has been maybe one other person, if that. But it's very rare in these roles. Like we seem to always be the token black company, I mean token black girl in all of these companies. And it doesn't matter in what area of fashion you work in, I have always been the token black girl. I have worked in design, I have worked in merchandising, I have worked in production, I have worked at product development, sales showroom you name it I am usually the only black person and when I go and visit other companies if we're doing like business to business it's usually one black girl, black girl and she usually the receptionist sitting at the front desk and those are not our positions our positions and we need to be in positions of power and that's another reason why I want to encourage entrepreneurship like on and on now, for this position that I just got laid off for, it wasn't just me. They picked through maybe three to four people of each department and laid them off. So we're talking about a total of anywhere between nine to 16 people that just lost their jobs. I'm okay, because it's just me and I got a business. But think about all those people in, who have families, they have children, they have like um, parents to support and stuff like that. What are they supposed to do now? Your unemployment is not going to be even ha a third of what you were making because there's a cap on it. So if you don't seek to make sure that you are doing what you have to do for yourself and like to be able to build generational wealth within your family and within your own business and your own business, just ventures, you would totally be asked out. If I didn't have LC Apparel Consultant in this Black and Fashion podcast, I'd be asked out. And Collier Bateen, which I'm wearing my shirt today. Let me just point that out because that's relaunching. And to go to my point about the businesses, my businesses has always been a side business, like constantly. And but it's my it's my passion, it's my dream. But I have always put it on the side because I've had that fear of some days is up, some days is down, maybe I make money, maybe I not make money. And I wanted that security of working for an employer knowing that I'm gonna get a check every two weeks. But at the same time of me seeking that security from somewhere else, I could be doing it on my own. And I'm not putting my time and my energy into my business and my passion because I'm too busy chasing a check opposed to chasing like the dream and the passion that if I let it guide me, it honestly will make money for me. Like I started this podcast um, in September of 2018. It didn't make no money starting out. It wasn't supposed, it still don't make no money to be honest with y'all. <laughs> I'm like, it still doesn't make any money. Like uh, I would need like, 20 
something sponsors to make money. I got a few of them, like, so I break even with it. But it didn't stop me from being consistent and from doing it every week because this is my passion. I want to put the information out there. I want to help people. I want to see people grow and learn. And there's no price point attached to this. And I'm still going to do this whether I have sponsors or not. This is just what I'm destined to do. But I know that because I'm helping people and I'm walking with faith that it's going to happen for me, whether it comes to me getting like more hosting events where I'm getting paid for, or if I just get more sponsors on the podcast and as the podcast like continues to grow and stuff like that, but the money will come. But if you always chasing something because you're looking for a dollar sign attached to it, you're not always going to get to where you need to be. And if you continue to put companies that don't give a damn about you in front of your dreams and your passion, then you're never going to be able to focus and get the things done for your own business. I have been unemployed before. I've been in this space before. This is not my first rodeo. Um, and I always make do whether I have a job or not. I've done it because I have, I am driven. I am passionate and I do push for more. And I just want to kind of, not kind of, I want to encourage people to live your dream. And I'm by my self. I mean, I don't have kids or anything like that, but I still have to support and maintain my household. So for those of you that have a husband, a boyfriend, a parent that you live with and stay with, that is super duper supportive, even more the reason why you should be going out there and really living your dreams, especially if you're in a place where you don't have as many bills or stuff like that. And even if you do, you gotta, you gotta just kind of get out there and do it. I was nervous and I'm like, okay, let me start looking for another job. But I'm like, no, actually business would be better if I put my all into it. I've been, like I said, I've been employed for maybe a week and a half now, and I have done numbers within this past week because I was focused. I get up every single morning, I pray, I write in my journal, I put down my daily goals, and I have made my goal every day since the day I got laid off, including the following day. I got laid off on a Tuesday. On Wednesday, I was making money because I was focused. I didn't let the thought of that happening to me change um, like my mood or anything like that. Like I was like, okay, on to the next one. Let me keep it on moving. Like I'm going to continue to get it. And I have, like, and I feel like that the moment I said in 2020, I'm going into full entrepreneurship. I kept saying that last year. I kept saying it, kept saying it. But I guess I was ready to like just quit my job when I was ready. But that me getting laid off was like that push. Like, nah, sis, you going to do it. So I, since 2020 started, I have not worked for any company. I went on vacation for my birthday, came back, got laid off, and literally. So I have not worked for anyone but myself for 2020. And I'm only three weeks in. And I have surpassed my goals because I am focused. And if you take that time and just put your your passions and dreams on paper, put it in front of you, make like a detailed like skill plan and stuff like that, you really can accomplish your goals. And as far as like working in the fashion industry, I'm not knocking it. It's nothing wrong with it. But every fashion person that I know work in the fashion industry hates their job. 
They hate the people they work for. They can't stand upper management. It's always, I don't even know if I'm going to be in fashion no more. Or, oh, I can't wait to get about here. Like, it's constant complaints, complaints, and complaints, and complaints. So, if you get into a great company and you love your position, kudos to you. And I, and I hope you stay there. But just as some advice for being in this industry, don't be afraid to leave when it's not right for you. And like I said, it's okay. You just have to have the right answer when an, another potential employer, because they're always going to ask. Of course, because I got so many things on my resume, I get the same question over and over again, which is, well, why were you only here for six months? Or why were you only here for a year? Or, you know, that, that stupid ass question. And I just feel like that's, I'm sorry, that's a dumb question. And I would never ask a potential employee that question because if they're not there, they're not there for a reason. And I've been in a position where I have hired many people and trained many people. That has never been one of my interview questions because it's dumb. And I'm going to tell you the reasons why it's dumb. People leave companies depending on what happens in their life. If they get in a position where they need to move and they get in a position where they need more money and they're in a position where they don't like their work environment and it's toxic and it's, it's, it's messing with their mental, those are plenty of reasons to leave a company. In all honesty, y'all have to be forthcoming with telling an employer that when they interview you. Soon as that stupid-ass question pops up and it's like, oh, why were you only here? It wasn't a good fit for me. And you don't have to get into details about it, but it's it was if you want to and you feel comfortable doing that, depending on how the interview was flowing, that's real. It wasn't a fit for me and my lifestyle. And if I have to be somewhere for anywhere between 40 to 60 hours a week, I need to enjoy it. I need to love it. I need to continue to like be happy about being here, you know? So don't be afraid to quit. I am a quitting fool. If you lay me off, I don't give a damn. If I get fired, I'm like, oh, I was going to quit anyway because I don't never want to let nobody one-up me anyway. So if I even feel like I'm going to get fired, I'm going to quit. And that's just like the pride inside of me, which is not a great thing because you can still collect unemployment anyway. I got some tricks for that. Whether you quit, fire, or to get laid off, you can always collect unemployment. Best to believe that, okay? <laughs> get your check, honey. You owe, it's owed to you, all right? Oh, thanks, Misha. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so I want to get a little bit more in tune with, like, the. I mean, the reason why I was laid off, like I said, was the, the China tariffs. So I don't know if, you, I hope everyone's out there voting for sure, but I don't know if you guys realize how politics affect us like they really do affect us. the decisions and the things that go on in office really do affect our jobs our taxes our families and everything so far i'm pretty sure nobody on this podcast put well listening or tuning in this podcast voted for trump but if you did that's all i got to say i was about to throw my middle figure but that's terrible <laughs> and i'm not gonna do that <laughs> but like i thought you know, I has been speaking about these tariffs since last year because I knew about them. I pay attention and stuff like that because I work for an importer. And then it's always, um, 
you know, fabrics and trims and, you know, production is happening overseas. But ALC Apparel Consultant pushes domestic production and getting everything done in the USA. The product uh, quality is better. You have more control of the product and all that good stuff. So I have been speaking about how, you know, there is really kind of pointless at this point to get things produced in China, regardless of how cheap it is, because the amount of money you're going to spend trying to get it into the USA is almost is more than what you would spend of just getting it produced here. You know, and as a new emerging designer, your competition is not Fashion Nova. Your competition is not H&M and Zara and all these companies then that everybody wants. Oh, I want affordable luxury. No, there's plenty of that. They have completely saturated the market with fast fashion. So why would you want to do that? The only thing as a new and emerging designer you should be focused on is creating something different, doing something in the niche market. You making affordable dresses is no different from Fashion Nova, cheap, uh, what's classic, they ain't even classic, that's bullshit anyway. And they steal from designers anyway. They make like, I guess they make cheap, fitted dresses and they make other stuff but as a designer that should not be your focus as far as like trying to compete with something like like a one of them you should be trying to create your own lane or fill a niche in the market so by filling the niche in the market you do have to charge a higher price point you have to start at contemporary and work your way up to bridge and designer and ready to wear and couture and those things should be manufactured in the USA <laughs> it just makes more sense so um, I say all that to say too, like, first of all, let's just get this man impeached, period. Because even if we do like manufacture and get things produced in the USA, a lot of uh, fabrications and meals are overseas. So we do need them to a certain extent to import certain stuff. But I recently um, went to a trade show called City Source and I found a whole bunch of meals that are right here in the USA. They're in Texas, they're in Chicago, they're in Virginia, they're in Connecticut, they're everywhere. So we really just got to do our research and just keep the stuff in house along with impeachment I'm gonna keep throwing that out there because this is just I just feel sorry for all the people that lost their jobs that don't have a backup plan or are relying on unemployment to um to raise their families and continue to grow their families because this jackass is in office doing stupid stuff so I digress, but it really does upset. <laughs> it really does upset me. But like I said, just um, do your research when it comes to manufacturing and like importing within the U.S. because it's definitely possible and it's definitely the way to go to be in complete control and compete and get like the best quality possible. And more than anything, take a walk on the wild side. Believe in yourself. I hate that um, I'm just now doing this episode and talking about this because something happened to me where I was laid off and now I'm like, oh, let's do an entrepreneurship. But I should have been doing it a long time ago and I can honestly admit that like that I should have and I should have taken it more serious and I should have quit a long time ago but of course like anybody else I I feared you know New York is expensive and you know it's I've it's been a long road I've been here yeah I've been here for six years and it has been hot I'm getting emotional it has been hard so I do know that Having to, like, be able to support yourself and, like, be able to fend for yourself is difficult. But I had to trust in me and trust that I have the tools, I have the education, 
I have the knowledge to be able to support myself and like bet on me, which I should have done a long time ago. And I'm happy that I'm doing it now. Like as I like really breathe, like get myself into my 30s that I am really doing and transitioning into what I know my purpose is. And I feel like I've always known my purpose. I've always wanted to teach. I've always wanted to help people. I've always wanted to design and create and educate. So I'm, it just been hard. it's been a long road. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, that I'm getting emotional, but it has been hard. And I just want to encourage people to not wait like I did and like to really, really trust you. Because I know I got it. Like I know hands down there's so many people that believe in me and push me. And was like when I told like my some of my friends and I told my mom and I told my sister, like, oh, I got laid off. I'm like, so you got it. You know what you're doing. This is what you're meant to do. Not like, oh, you need to go look for another job. But like you, you got it. And I know that I do. It's just 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 that nervous tick but I know like more than if it, it wasn't right now I know more than anything right now that I have this and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna continue to grow and help people and I'm not gonna put my dream and my passion on the back burner I haven't created a piece for Collier team which is the way I started in like three years it's been three years because I've been so focused on, I got to get make this money. I got to pay my rent. I got to do this. And I, I lost myself and I lost my designing in that. And I find myself trying to get inspired, trying to get inspired. But I'm so distracted because I'm trying to go to work. Did it work? Go to work when, like I said, I ain't never worked for no one over a year and I get fired or quit or have to do something like that. <laughs> like It happens. Yeah, it's a lot of comments going. Let me just... I just want to read some of the things that you guys are saying. Girl, you are the shit. You're, your time happens when it was supposed to. It's never too late. You're amazing. Thank you. Those tears are low-key joy. God is working. Thank you. Thank you for giving us your everything. Thank you. I appreciate it. You don't have much your influence and people myself being one. Of, I'm trying, y'all. I am. Ooh, I'm an ugly crier, too. Put this phone back. <laughs> But it happens, you know. <laughs> All right. Back to the goals. <laughs> so to just kind of push you guys, the areas of entrepreneurship that I really want you guys to focus on is like um, building like a, a great foundation like for your brand. Um, and within that foundation, that really comes to seeking the right education. And I did do an episode on it um, a couple episodes back. And I'm not saying you guys got to go to school, but have a mentor. Listen to this podcast. When I tell you I got episodes on episodes about, you know, everything when it comes to the industry. If you're not in a position to afford like a consultant or anything like that, like the information is there. And then, I mean, even for me, like, I have to research, you know, to get the information in order to give it to y'all. And you guys can do the same thing. Like the, the information is definitely there and it's available. And there is, you know, a lot of tons of free things on YouTube. Um, I like to add, because I'm moving into this full entrepreneurship, you will be getting way more um 
videos from me, um, like on different things that you could do to um, for sewing skills. I'm going to be doing pattern making, draping, all those things just to put the information out there so that it's more visual um, besides just like the merchandise management and the business side of it. Um, so that YouTube series will be launching in a couple weeks. I'm just trying to get all that media together and get it done for you guys. I'm also going to start offering mentorship packages um, at a very, of course, affordable rate. And you can sign up for them monthly um, or whenever you want to, um, weekly. And I could just cater a package to like like your learning goals so that um, that we're getting guys off the ground. Um, I really uh, think that I have definitely found my passion and my purpose and I'm moving forward with it. Um, I'm not sure if you guys uh, saw the bridal collection I just did with page 17. Um she cried when she saw her pieces come to life and um, as I revealed them to her. And that was the day after I got laid off. And um, I was supposed to be at work during that time. And I got laid off, like I said, the day before. That moment when that girl came up them stairs and she started crying and she saw those dresses and we really did bring her dreams to life was the most organic and authentic moment that I have had with a customer thus far, as far as um, just really trusting me with her vision and being able to bring it to life. And that moment would not have happened if I wouldn't have got laid off the, the day before. There was no way I would have been able to be there. There's no way those dresses would have been finished. There's no way any of that stuff would have happened hadn't I got laid off. So I got that push and I really believe that I got that push for a reason. And now I'm gonna be your push and I really hope that my words and like my story really does um, inspire and help you guys just to take that leap of faith. If I can do it, you can do it. I can help you do it. It's all there. I do need to acknowledge my sponsors again, guys. <laughs> So, um, I'm also sponsored for this episode is 620, the brand. Um, 620 is a luxury streetwear brand manufactured right here in the USA. She has very, very dope separate. She's the queen of the flare pit. Um, you can take an additional 20% off your purchase by putting in cold black fashion. May I say that the... Um, the designer for 620 is actually a LC apparel consulting client, and now she's a Black in Fashion podcast sponsor. So we do want to keep all this money within our community and really, really utilize each other more than anything. I worked for her. She helped me. Like, we go back and forth. And I think that that is crucial, like that inclusion and that unity um that comes within like the fashion world when we when one of us win gee we all win like we all win legit and we got to continue to make sure we bringing that money full circle just like they do in these other communities for sure um so I want to talk about 620. Make sure you guys shop with her. She's an amazing, amazing designer and a very, very amazing creative. And of course, don't forget to tune in the, into the Black History Podcast presented by Black Fashion Closet, which is also launching on January 30. And don't forget to book January 30, January 30th. And don't forget to book your appointments with Adorn NYC for all your beauty and hair care needs, naturals, and weaves. So. Also, if you want to be a sponsor, just hit me up. The rates are low. <laughs> okay, so 
Back into just the second half of the podcast, I wanted to maybe open up the floor to see if you guys had any questions about working in the industry, like resume building and stuff like that. If you want to continue to do that, I do suggest that you work with um, small companies or uh, I do small companies is a big thing. Corporate companies, you don't really learn shit. They kind of just stick you in a cubicle and you just do stuff all day by yourself. But with smaller companies, I do still, and as much as I encourage entrepreneurship, I definitely encourage working for a small companies because you can learn the mistakes on their dime and not on yours. And you can really learn the business without making so many mistakes or losing or messing with your own money by working with them. Um, when it comes to putting the right things on your resume to work with different positions, lie, they're not going to check. No, I'm just going to be honest. It's lying to not just... <laughs> That's terrible advice. No, that's good advice because they always want you to have stuff or have all these years of experience and they want to hit you like with a low salary and then some of this stuff is entry level and then they want you to have, it's retarded. They want you to have so much experience but then they don't want to teach you and at the end of the day, any company you work for is going to teach you the way they want things done in their structure, okay? So lie, not lie, embellish. Just embellish a little bit. Even if you work somewhere for a little bit of time and you really want to put in your resume, whatever you did at that job, stick it in the description of another job. I guarantee you it works. Lying to that. I have embellished the hell out of my resume because, of course, I wanted to look good. And of course, I always get a job. I could get a job like that. So, and some of that, some of them companies, I probably work for. I maybe work for there like a month. I work at, I work for a couple for like two months. I have that in my resume. Like I worked there for like two years. It's a lie. It's just long. And it's just like I have stuff that combine and swap. Well, I was working at two places at one time or whatever. But they don't. They don't check. I'm being honest. They don't check. And as far as education goes, you can have a bachelor's, a master's. They don't check. They do not care. This industry is honestly about who you know, if you're creative, whatever, um, if you get the work done. When it comes to designing, though, I do like to put out to designers, do not take a design position. It'll make, I ain't gonna say it will, but it's a possibility that it'll make you hate design. First one being, you don't get any credit for your designs. It goes under the brand or the designer that you're working for. Second off, they don't really do like the old school, like the way we used to sketch and to go swatching and, you know, really create collections like they did back in the day. Everything's done on the computer. Like everything is done in like CAD. So you're sitting there, you got to figure out how to draw the stuff in Illustrator. And then, like I said, even when you design stuff, you don't even get credit for it. It goes under the brand. So as a designer, I encourage you to work for a design company or a brand, but not as a designer. Look into product development, look into production, um, even like logistics, because you'll need all that stuff when you start shipping and routing and working with um, different um, importers and vessels and all that type of stuff too. So I don't uh, encourage designers to work for other designers if that makes sense still work for them but don't work as a designer seek another position even technical design and technical design across the board is something that you're always gonna need that is your pattern making that is like the garment construction that is workmanship that's everything and that is super duper crucial when creating any line whether you are doing it yourself or whether you're directing someone else to do it um but yeah that's 
it guys i feel like i told you everything that i wanted you to know <laughs> um as far as like the encouragement what i think you should do some of my advice some of my past experiences um and i'm gonna wrap it on up if anyone have any additional questions on the live that you guys want to throw in there for sure i'll answer but other than that i think uh i can't believe i started crying that's whack it's okay because the tears are joy but still um if anyone has any questions, feel free to throw them in there and I'll answer them. But more than anything, entrepreneurship, look out for yourself, seek education, let faith guide you for sure. And don't question anything because everything happens for a reason and definitely happens in due time. And I am a testimony to that. So on that note, Stay black. Peace out.